This is a recording from the Arizona Child Sexual Abuse and Exploitation Prevention Coalition meeting held on January 26, 2023. Today we are joined by Arizona State Senator Juan Mendez. Senator Mendez is a first-generation Chicano and lifelong Arizonan. He received an associate's degree from Phoenix College and a BA in political science with a minor in justice studies from ASU. Senator Mendez's passions are demonstrated in his commitment to building strong communities. His political career began on the City of Phoenix Human Services Advisory Committee, recommending improvements to senior and family centers and programs for our local unsheltered population. He then managed Community Voicemail, a nonprofit organization that connected thousands of people living in poverty and houselessness with employment and resources before joining the Tempe Community Council as an advocate for human services policy improvement. He has also worked as a substitute teacher for Tempe and Mesa Public High Schools. Senator Mendez was elected to the House of Representatives in 2012 before being elected Senator for the 26th District. Today, Senator Mendez discusses change from the top down and community organizing to implement long-term solutions. Uh, so thank you for uh, giving me this opportunity to share uh, some research with you all. Uh, you know, it's really encouraging to hear that you guys are, are taking up uh, equity uh, across, you know, our valley and, and all, at all the different levels, whether it's, you know, uh, looking at our education institutions or our cities. Uh, what I learned, right, is that we're all responsible for equity, especially these institutions that we, you know, that pretty much structure our whole lives. Uh, and so, um, you know, it was it was a learning opportunity for me. I thought I knew what equity was, uh, but once you get into the weeds of it and, and you really look at how it's supposed to be structured and, and how you, you can't just expect it to happen without putting some work into it. Um, so this is just a, a quick summary of, of what I'm gonna go over today. Um, but uh, for those of you who don't know what equity toolkits are, um, it, it's essentially, asking an institution either like a city or a, a school to just investigate themselves to to do some introspective thinking about all the ways that they might be setting up roadblocks uh getting in the way for uh of sharing resources or just making uh you know sometimes opportunities might not be able to reach everybody uh and, and i guess a part of it is that you know we're not assuming that these institutions are being anti-equity on purpose. It's just that they've never asked these questions about how their policies actually play out in the real world. Uh, I mean, and that's still problematic. I mean, everybody should be have, trying to take that time to think about the effects of their policies, but if it's not built into the institution, it's never gonna happen. And that's essentially what we're, if we were to help an institution use an equity toolkit, it's, it's really just to get them to start thinking about what they're doing and how it's affecting us. Um, so I went through a couple different equity toolkits and, and they range in, you know, how, I don't know, useful they are. Some of them are really just two pages full of bullet points where it's just like, you should do this, this, and that. And it doesn't really walk you through how to do it or why it's important. Uh, and, and so I, I found a couple of them that are, you know, really big, you know, 60, 70 pages long. Uh, but I, I kind of, you know, 
distilled all of the important parts uh, and put it into this big report for us. Uh, and I can kind of go through it all and, and make it make sense. Um, but, uh, you know, because the, the, there, there are like core ideas or dimensions that all these different equity toolkits have. Um, but I wanted to make sure I picked the best ones to give you guys, you know, a head start on, on making these successful. Um, but and then at the end of it, it definitely has, you know, like a how to or things that you should be watching out for. Uh, to, I want this to be user friendly uh, kind of thing. Um, so disclaimer, I don't know how much uh, Jen's told you all, but I, I actually did this for school. Uh, I was I just finished up a master's degree at ASU uh, and I had to write a big research project. And I knew Jen was interested in learning more about equity. Uh, so I wanted to put the two together. So this was just me letting the school know that, you know, I'm working with Peer Solutions and why I'm working with Peer Solutions. Uh, I've, uh, you know, I've been, I mean, it says 2021, but I feel like I met Jen way before 2016, 2014, maybe. Uh, when did you run for office? The, that was 2012, dude. 2012. So I knew yeah, you we're going on a decade. Yeah, we're going on a decade at least. Yeah. <laughs> More than yeah. that. But so I've always <laughs> been. Yeah. I've always been impressed with what you all are doing, Peer Solutions, and you know it, it's really encouraging that you guys are going to try to take on equity at, at at a you know at the level of city or school. So uh, I was excited to help you all. Um, and my research question is just what are the practices, guidelines, and just specific languages that make these equity programs successful? Because uh, there are some institutions, you know, like uh, I did some research, and there are cities that you know, like the best case I, example I've seen is it took a year for a city to set up a, a equity, you know, a plan and equity goals. And, and that was like unheard of. It usually takes a lot longer than a year for, for to get these kind of equity programs working. Um, but, uh, you know, I just assessed the different group or the different toolkits and, and found what I believe uh, works best for us. Um, Let's see. So, you know, because a lot of people, even in my research, were asking, well, what exactly is an equity toolkit? Uh, so um, I think the bad way to think about it is just a checklist, right? Like, and I know, I mean, you guys are not going to just settle for a checklist. Like we're, we're trying to go to these cities and we want, we want to make sure they understand what they're actually doing. We don't want them to just check off a box saying they did something, you know, they, uh, they listened to us or they reviewed stuff. Um, it's got to be a process also, or, or a product. Like we're, we're, we're having the, we want them to give us something back. Um, but, uh, and I'll, I'll go through these core consistent themes, but uh, just while I have it on, on this page, right? Iterative strategies is, is what, I, what I want you to understand from this is that this isn't something, this isn't like a training or a, a class that you do once and you're done with a city or you're done with the school. It's not it, like, the kind of equity we want isn't going to be solved in a one-time uh, meeting. Uh, so this this approach to using an equity toolkit is something that you just keep coming back to it. Once you get a, a city to start it, uh, it's never really done. They're going to keep re, uh, they're going to keep checking in on the progress of their uh, you know of their of the goals that we get them to buy into. Uh, but that kind of ties into institutional buy-in. This isn't something, I mean, again, we can't just present to a, a bunch of workers at the school or at the city and hope that it works. The people at the top levels have to buy into it. They have to endorse it. They have to, you know, 
believe in it themselves. And so uh, a, a lot of this, what, what I learned is this isn't going to be something easy. This isn't something that we're going to be able to finish off in a couple of weekends kind of thing. It's, you know, if we decide to go uh, towards the city with this or to schools, it's a relationship that we're, uh, you know, we're starting with them and we're going to, we're going to want to guide them, you know, for years on, on this, if, if we really want the equity that, that we're searching for. Um, and, and then it comes to goal setting, but it depends on, I mean, this isn't something where the city or a school can set the goals by themselves. That That isn't the kind of equity that we're looking for. They have to fold in the people that are affected uh, by their policies and or the institution. Um, and, and it's going to need people like you helping guide it through um, and, and to set the correct goals. Uh, but if we do, do if we do this right, we're going to have a sustainability that that we like a, as a way to, I, I guess I want us to frame it this way is that we'll have social sustainability. Right. And I don't know how well you guys know like what sustainability means. Like, and when we talk about it from like an environmental level, but uh, for for us to have, you know, social sustainability, it's dependent on this equity. Uh, so we just it, 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 and the city of Tempe is open to this kind of language. So, you know, if we were to pick the city to move on first, uh, I think it's a great opportunity because they already have language set up for this. So we can kind of take advantage of that going forward. Um, this kind of just talks about the method of the way that I did my research. Um, but the, the this bottom three bullets are just, you know, just to let you guys know, you know, what I was dealing with is, you know, this is a very complex, you know, problem is a very complex approach. Uh, so, uh, this report was the better way to do, uh, to go about it, but, uh, you know, I'm letting you know that I didn't, I didn't review all of the equity toolkits. So, you know, it's not statistically represented, representative, but I did pick from some of the better ones and some of the standard ones just so that I could get a good mix, uh, and, and bring in that average knowledge kind of thing. So... Uh, but so this is more the important part. Uh, and I, I think Jen has my actual research, uh, which it's only like 22 pages. So it's not anything too crazy. It's and it should be written in a way that any of us could digest it and, and, and run with it. But um, I'll share with you the whole research and this uh, slides if you guys need this. But um, what I found is that the successful equity plans uh have a lot of preparation into the creation or into the setting it up inside the institution right like it's one thing once you get started but if you don't put enough work into the actual preparation you're not going to get anywhere uh and so the best thing i found is when equity to equity toolkits uh, when they advise you on setting up teams uh, and so what I want you guys to think about, uh, the way that I can relate it to what you guys are already doing is, you know, so you guys are doing the peer solutions in, you know, the high schools and in the middle schools, your little, you know, your team, your volunteers, your members, those are like a team that's helping the school build equity. So you guys are going to have to create that same kind of model that you guys already have in high schools and create it at the city level where you will help organize a team inside the city so that they're your like everyday uh, people to rely on. You'll be advising them, but this is the kind of buy-in where it's, you know, the city gives us, is either gonna give us direct staff to work with, or we're gonna have to find volunteers inside the city at different levels. Uh, but it's something that, uh, that we have to get 
going on their end. Like they're going to have to run meetings for us. They're going to have to do pep talks for us. They're going to have to validate what we're doing. Uh, so we really have to find a volunteer team at whatever institution that we pick to work on. Um, and then, and then it's going to require resources, not, not from our side. I mean, because we don't really got a lot of resources, but it, it, it's it's not going to be good for us if the city just says yes, do this, and then doesn't give us money, doesn't give us staff, uh, like or or you know doesn't validate what we're doing. So we need to to make sure that we got buy in at, at every level. Um, we have to set up proper communication. Um, it's uh, I mean, because what we're talking about is. We're asking people to think about things differently, to speak differently, and and they're just going to be afraid about language. They're going to be afraid about you know saying something wrong, and and we just need to make sure we set up those go tos so that they have somebody to talk to in a you know like in a safe space. Because I mean, I mean, I do it here at the legislature. You can't confront people out in the open in front of other people because they're going to get divisive or defensive. They're gonna they're not really going to be listening to you. Um, but so if you can, if you can set it up to where the individual employees know somebody on site that they can talk to and share their, you know, misconceptions or their, I don't know what the right way to say it is, but you know, some people are going to know that they are not thinking correctly in terms of equity. They, they're not going to call themselves racist, but they just don't, they don't, they know that they probably are not thinking the right way and they don't know how to change that. And, and, you know, we need to help them set up that levels of communication where they can find somebody that they trust to have these conversations with. Otherwise, they're never going to learn. Um, uh, and then uh, the authority kind of ties into, I guess it's kind of like a resource too, but we just need to make sure, I mean, if it is the city that we're going to, that the mayor is bought in, that the mayor is the one telling everybody that I want you to have an equity team and I want you to listen to peer solutions, you know, guide you through this whole process. So we have to make sure that we come away with that. Uh, and then the, the last one is the community engagement. And, and we just have to make sure that, yes, you know, people are going to be talking about how proud it is, how proud we all are that, you know, that the city could be working with Peer Solutions to do this. But we're not the only community engagement that we, we don't want it to stop with us, right? We, we want to bring in all the people who have been wronged by city policies, who have been wronged by school policies. If they're not included in this whole process, then it's going to be for nothing. Right. And so uh, let's see more. Well, no, yeah. So more findings that I found. Um, so the, the actual meat of what a toolkit is, is this research and organizational assessment. Uh, and, and so it's really we got to sit down the city and have them go through every department that they're doing that they're, you know, employing and and ask them how these rules or procedures or ordinances are playing out like they it's one thing for them to write the ordinance or the law and say this is the way it is but if they're not checking in on how it's actually affecting us uh then it's probably hurting us uh so and i mean in terms of equity and the problems that we want to take on i mean i, I don't know you know how you guys talk about this but my understanding is that you know that we're not going to get this fixed you know, this year, this time kind of thing. It's a, it's a working progress. Uh, I mean, it's going to take us a lot, a lot of time to get the progress we want. Um, so that's why I really want to run home that it's a, this is, this is not a one-time thing uh, that we're, it, it, we go forward with this. Um, so practices that I want you to emulate, right, is, it, I mean, it's one thing like I talked about making sure that we do extra preparation um, and, and, and gathering all this internal support. 
But uh, cool things that I found that uh, they kind of get at this is that um, one of the asks or you know, when we go to the city or these schools is that we want them to dedicate specific employees to us. I mean, we want them to even actually create positions that are dedicated to equity. So uh, other examples I've seen other cities do is they, uh, they, you know, they hire somebody to be the chief equity officer or the chief resiliency officer. Uh, but it's really, it's just, they're putting uh, these responsibilities down on writing and they're making sure somebody is going to be responsible for this. And that person would be like our main go-to person. But it, it also shows all the other staff, like all the other, you know, um, regular employees that, you know, the city or the school is serious about this if they actually hire somebody to help us do this. Um, and I mean, we're not going to get anywhere, uh, especially with how big the city is and all these different departments, if we don't have like a central point of contact uh, for, for all the employees. Um, and then another goal for this with this internal support is that, and I've, I've, uh, I hope I shared this with Jenna Reddy, but I, if I haven't, I'll, I'll get her. I have examples of, uh, in, like resolutions, uh, that we can get the city to pass or ordinances, um, just different ways to get them to buy in that we can share with the public to show everybody how serious we are with, with this. Um, the other part is, I mean, a lot, this, these equity toolkits are huge. The city is huge. It's sometimes a lot of people or institutions have the, the main problem they have with these equity toolkits is trying to decide where to start. Uh, and so um, the best that I, I've seen is where um, we, we get the city or the school to focus on themselves first, uh, you know, all the direct things that they have control over and then help them work their way out to where they can see how they're connected to other community uh, stakeholders or actors, and then they can start working together to build bigger plans uh, to get, you know, to make bigger impacts on equity. But it's it first should start in-house. So this can sound, this can be as simple as like asking the city to make sure that they're conscious of their hiring practices. You know, are they doing everything to make sure that they're hiring people of color? Um, you know, it, it could be, we want them, the city to look into their, um, their contracting and their, uh, their, their requests for proposals, you know, are they, are they doing things to make sure that they're working with s small businesses that are people of color? Um, so we'll, we'll get them to work on themselves first. And then once they understand what they're doing, then we'll ask them to start branching out and working with other partners to start making bigger impacts on equity. Um, there is a lot of people have problems with scaling an equity plan, um, because, because some of these institutions get so big. So if I could try to give you guys an example is, so I would want you to create a team of city employees to help us, you know, institute the whole equity plan. But when we get there, we might find out that, you know, the city has a really big department in terms of you know housing, it, it's such a big department that we're probably going to have to make a smaller team inside the housing department, just so that they make sure that they look at equity specifically towards housing and not just the overall equity problems. Uh, so you know when we do find these institutions that are really big, we're going to have to make multiple teams in inside these different institutions. Um, let's see. 
uh, another another note note to proper communication. Uh, I mean, it's not going to be enough that we're just talking to the direct employees that do the customer service or that actually write the reports. We got to make sure that their bosses know why they're doing this with us and that this isn't just some you know one off volunteer opportunity. This isn't just uh, you know like a, a one and done kind of thing. We need the bosses to know that we're going to be working with their employees for long term. So that these these employees that do join our equity team, you know, maybe they're given specific time during their week to work with us. So they're not just doing this, you know, when they have free time. Otherwise, we're not going to get anything done if we're just working with people when they have free time. Uh, so we need dedicated. Um, we need to make sure that the bosses know what we're doing with their employees. I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, uh, what another thing that I saw where a, a lot of these, you know, cities or schools were having problems with is it's this weird balance where they want to bring in the leadership, you know, like they want to have the mayor there with the teams. They want to have the principal there with the teams, but sometimes those higher level people make it to where nobody else wants to talk. And so we just have to sit down and have that discussion with, uh, you know, it, it's going to depend on who we work with, you know, like if we do do the city, you know, Corey Woods is a great mayor. He's a great leader. I, I don't really think he's going to have the kind of attitude or relationship with his employees that's going to get them to not be speaking up or to, to be afraid to, to speak. But, you know, we just have to be conscious of that. Like it's, it's with the, it matters who's in the room. Sometimes, you know, the wrong person in the room can make everybody shut up. And, it, you know, that's not going to get us the kind of progress we need. It's not going to get us the kind of conversations we need to be happening. So uh, that was just one thing that I saw noted in, in different uh, groups is that they were worried about how they brought in leadership. The next thing is we have to be worried about how, you know, either the city or the different schools, how they go about reaching out to community. Um, a lot of these people, you know, like Tempe, you know, just as an example, you know, they probably think they do a really good job of including the community in, in stuff they already do. But, uh, you know, like I can tell you from my own experience, like we just had a, uh, a Tempe community day at the state legislature where the Tempe invited some constituents in to, uh, to you know, to, to share their opinions. And, you know, I can tell you that that group was not diverse at all in, in lots of ways. Uh, so we have to make sure that they're really conscious about how they uh, include community. Uh, and and I, I know, you know, Jen and, and everybody at Peer Solutions is, is, does a really good job of, of making sure that we bring in community. But uh, I did see uh, as a recommendation that we uh, shouldn't be afraid to work with other outside groups that are already bringing together community. Right. So, you know, if we do find that uh, Tempe has a really bad housing problem, and that it, it's what they're doing is not equitable, then you know we'll do our job to bring in the community, but maybe we go out and, and talk to a community group that's already organized people on housing. And, and that would help us, you know, bring that um, you know, where you need uh, you need enough people together before it actually something actually gets happen happens, and they might help us, you know, create that tipping point. Uh, so, uh, we just have to be really conscious of how we connect community. Another problem is these siloed departments. I don't know what that means to you guys, but sometimes, you know, at the, at the city level or even at schools, there's certain departments or certain people that just never talk to each other, even though they work together next to each other, they're just never checking in on how, what they're doing is affecting somebody else in their job. Um, so we just have to come come to this with an understanding that that's going to be happening. 
and we got to find where those siloed departments are and and fix that otherwise you know because if we get the it's not going to help us if one of the of, of a department in the city doesn't buy in the same way that everybody else does um so that was that and then uh, kind of like in a conclusion and i, I want to read this one uh, because I think this is this kind of gets at what we're trying to get at, but only when differences in life outcomes cannot be predicted on the basis of race, class, or any other dimension of identity, all, and all groups have access to the resources and opportunities necessary to improve the quality of their lives, can we all truly experience equity, right? And so, I, I mean, that's what this kind of, this quote is what was guiding me the whole time through my research. Uh, and I know this, you know, this speaks to what Peer Solutions has always been talking about. Um, but uh, just to make sure that we're all on the same page, that this is what we're trying to do, and this is what we want the city or the schools to buy into. Uh, this is the the vision that we have. You know, this is we want it to to be where you know. I mean, it, it's really sad in our communities. We can go to certain schools, we can go to certain neighborhoods, and and you can already tell what kind of opportunities are available. You know how far certain people are going to make it into their future uh and and we our our goal is to make sure the city takes responsibility for that or the schools take responsibility for that um so this is the end of my presentation i'll, I'll definitely stick around for questions i do have some things to share in terms of like you know i can give you guys a glossary that has all the important um you know terms uh that we want to make sure that we educate people on um there is and, and again i'll share with you all the different equity plans or toolkits that i collected for my research uh and all these like sample resolutions and ordinances that we can get start when, when we do get started we'll have specific asks for the different um entities but uh that was the end of that presentation so definitely you know valid questions stop me or let me i mean did i explain equity toolkits in a way that you understand does that make any kind of sense to you guys do you still know what i'm talking about or did i lose you guys you didn't lose me at all i was actually just thinking about the word equity right before you came on because we were going to be talking about this and I was wondering if you could give some advice for us, Peer Solutions, but also anyone working with schools, how can we still address equity in the schools while also like adhering to legislation that the school is like not wanting you to say equity necessarily? I mean, like we know that we there's ways that you can go around it and say it and still have the same message, but any advice or thoughts on how to not get people in school so freaked out by that word and still focus on equity in schools? Yeah, so that, that's um, definitely a good, a good question. Um, it, it's going to come down to like it's an individual approach, right? Because I, I mean, when I looked at the different, I mean, uh, well, mainly I found universities are the ones that are really putting a lot of the work into this. Uh, I wasn't able to find like a high school or, or middle school that was trying this, but um, everybody reaches for different goals and everybody has different visions on how they think their institution engages with equity uh so you know i mean if i was you i would be sitting down with the different schools or the cities and finding out what they're comfortable with uh as setting their goals and and then you know we might not have to use equity right away but it's definitely something that we ease them into 
uh, right? So, I mean, if we if we were to first start with hiring practices, like that's something that, that a lot of these different institutions know that they might not, or they might have a problem with, or they might not have anything in terms of guidelines about how to do best hiring practices. Um, so, I mean, I guess I would go about this by setting the goals without having to use the word equity, um, but it, it's it's also something that we can do in a you know in a in these like resolutions or press con like if we did a press release with the whatever institution we work we're working with, um, we can have them you know massage the language to however they're comfortable with it just to get the idea going, and then once we show results, uh, then we can have them expand it into either different departments or or and but and part of an equity plan is helping people become comfortable with language. So, uh, you know, the same way that you guys do different, um, you know, projects at the at the high school groups that you guys have, uh, you know, one week or, you know, for a couple months, you'll probably come in and, and do like just either check-ins or open, you know, like have an open meeting where the different employees can come in and walk in and you'll just run, you'll do your little, um, you know the way you guys do workshops so you, you'll just do workshops on language and, and once you get enough people comfortable with I, the idea of equity then you can probably get the school to sign off on on doing an actual equity plan um but uh but I, so i would suggest starting small and and then working on educating the members so that they're not afraid of of equity or on all the other language i mean we're gonna for the I can pull up the glossary, uh, you know, we're going to be asking them to talk about words that are either, you know, it's not triggering for us, but certain people get triggered by equity. Certain people get triggered just talking about race in, in general. Uh, and so we're going to have to ease them in and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be on, on us and your, your student uh, advisors to come up with the, with the interesting and disarming ways to, to broach these subjects. But uh, I mean, it's, it, like the example you brought up is what the goal of an equity toolkit is you know like they don't nobody wants to talk about equity but you have to get them started this way so it's just baby steps i guess and then this is why i was telling you it's going to take a long time you know too i want i was trying not to jump in again we always say it's good i have a mute button because the whole time you were talking uh it for those of you that don't know we've been working on an equity toolbox and we've been working with uh Senator Mendez from before we were all born. But in reality, we've been working on this toolbox for a long time. And Johnny Juan Mendez comes in, genius, and looks at this with this lens. And I swear to you, when I look at what you did and how you broke it down, that's exactly how we're going to do it. And then I just was asked by the city of Tempe to write this request for quotation thing. And I've never done one of those before, but I wrote it up and behind the scenes, I got like really good feedback. And so they asked me like five questions and I have to answer them, but I'm going in in front of a committee in like a week to answer some of these questions about doing equity work and training with the city of Tempe. And now I go back to this model with a different lens, hearing you say it, not different, just strengthened. And this is the freaking blueprint for how do we do it? Okay, we'll come in, we'll help build teams and they have funding. And I talked about, you know, we're on these other, like two or three other really cool committees with really community 
really cool community partners and how, you know, I mean, maybe not bring them in right away with the city and freak them out. But in reality, everything, that whole blueprint is, I think, this grant and where we could really, really go with this. And I don't know how much money or or what that actually means. Um, I hope your brain's twisting around. But I feel like your model is right on and you hit yeah. everything that i've not seen anybody else do and when i think of the word equity jen i was thinking we just say fair you know it's literally a different word but the same thing so i feel like when you look at this coalition and where we're going and and stuff coming up and and really addressing all these horrors with really cool solutions i love this and, and then, uh, you know, I, what you were saying, Jen, it just re reminded me, like, I would go back now that I'm thinking about it more, I would go back to that quote I ended with. And so maybe we don't ever say equity. Maybe we just say, hey, we want to end the differences in outcomes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we want uh, opportunity for everybody. Kind of and thing. your kids to be in school because we know exclusionary school disciplinary practices. You know, black kids are kicked out at 3.5 times higher rate preschool on through high school so instead we say we want to keep your kids in school we want to re reduce the you know we know it's racist we know that these school disciplinary practices and this is phoenix this is arizona this is not across the country although yeah. it is it is but you do different language because i'm like we can't go in there and go exclusionary school disciplinary practices and you suck and you're racist even though that's how i feel about our system we can't do that we got to go in and say we want to help you not yeah what what uh daphne said so and i i think your blueprint is so inclusive for really turning this into real action and we've spent years really haven't we talking about this and moving this direction and now city of tempe i mean it literally was like equity i'll send you the questions and show you what they're doing but I think we're moving in the right direction. And the thing that I love most is the practical application of all this. We want to hold ourselves and others accountable and to these standards that I believe it is the norm. Fairness is the norm. I'm really happy you came today and explained it. And I can't thank you enough. And I'm really glad we have this recorded. I'm really glad that that analogy or metaphor kind of clicked with you guys, because as yeah. soon as it I realized what teams were. It's like that's exactly what you're already doing on schools. You go From to a school, you start a new when you start a new team, you find students that are there to help you buy into it and you get them to do the work for you. Yeah. Uh, and so that's exactly what you're going to do with the city or do at different schools. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find the employees that are going to do the work for you. Right. And it's systemic and you flip norms and we've seen it. I mean, 26 years ago, people looked at me like I was nuts and they still do, but in reality, it works. I've seen it. We see it and we know the model can be applied for free. Nobody should have to spend money on this once we get this together and share it and show these amazing results. I would like to get an idea of what this sounds like for the for the student organizers. Does, does it sound like we're asking you to take on too much or does it sound like something you guys can can do? Um, that is a question for you, peer leaders. So we have Lily, Mariangela, Robert, Abby, and Eris with us here today and Evelyn. Um, so if any of them are interested or liked any of the information that they heard today, do you guys want to share? Yeah, like, do you think you can do what you do at the high school at the city? That's pretty much what we'd be asking you to do. Working with adults, and I don't know what's harder. I mean, that actually might be harder. 
you um you asked if you think it might be a little harder and i actually think it'll be easier to talk to adults than it will be to talk to students because i feel like students sometimes have a very closed mindset because they haven't been through a lot and they just i don't know they just have less experience an opinion on it yeah 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 and so i honestly think it'll be pretty easy to talk to adults in the city and stuff and yeah i just really like your plan in general it's very uh promising yeah and you're you're gonna be surprised by i mean when adults hear you unpack all these terms and different languages uh you know they're going to be really impressed I i'm always impressed with all the the youth i meet at peer solutions so you know I i'm really ex looking forward to how you guys can school these adults yeah i'm i'm excited to see how it plays out and for for daphne uh that, that's the she asks there are so many who benefit from inequity how do we get those involved yeah so i mean i mean we will run into those kinds of i mean you whatever you, bad actors or just you know somebody who's benefiting from the status quo um and the i guess from what i learned from this would be that we i mean i guess you do want to make inroads with them and try to 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 work them in uh to, to what we're doing but um i think the best thing we could do is um if we you know so if we go to tempe and we get this working in on tempe we have to signal to them that we're coming for them next but like in a good way in that, that the city's going to want to work with them the city wants them to, to get on board with us the city's going to ask them to do stuff uh so that's how we approach people who might not be on our side at the beginning um it's just they're, they're gonna you know they're gonna feel the pressure from tempe or from other schools um so it's not really working around them, but uh, it kind of. I mean, you don't. We we can't ignore them because they're part of the problem. Um, but uh, I mean, they're not going to come to us and ask us how to change. Uh, we're we're going to have to force the collaboration on them, kind of. And then so, make them think it's their idea. Yeah, I've that kind of. You've seen what yeah, you know that, that kind of stuff, and it's awesome. But uh, I mean, just to I mean, I guess kind of to end it, unless there's there's more questions, but uh, I'm going to be available like I'm going to stick around with, with this. You know, I, I put in a semester's worth of research into this. I'm definitely invested in this. Uh, you know, from what I learned, this does sound possible and it just sounds like nobody wants to take this on. Uh, so, you know, I mean, if, if you guys move forward with this, I'll I'll move forward with you and and do whatever I can from my position, but also you know with my relationships in the city, uh, anything I can do to make sure that this is going to be successful. Uh, I'm with you guys. And even and even the last thing I'll say, you know, before this, you know, I thought I understood what equity was before I did this research. You know, I thought I understood what racism was when I did this. And, you know, and if you would have asked me before, I would have you know. I, I would have been like, yes, we're going to fight racism, but I wouldn't have known how we were going to do it. And, and this is literally like a step by step how to do it. And, and this is would be the only way to really make it work. Uh, I mean, like it's going to take the buy in of institutions. Uh, so, you know, this this whole thing, research project really invigorated my, you know, what I think is possible. So I, I, I think I'm, I'm hoping you guys have an open mind about you know how much success we're going to have with this.